The great color shape is when you want something that's a, a, a powerful blend, so to speak. Uh, the ivory color shape, or the, the flat ivory color shape, is that's when you want, that's the medium, that's the medium blend. Uh, the, the taper color shape is when you want a very fine blend, when you just want it to, just to tickle, tickle the surface sort of thing. You're listening to Colin Bradley Artcast with Colin Bradley and Stephen Bradley. Hello and welcome to Colin Bradley Artcast. I'm Stephen Bradley. And I'm Colin Bradley. Hey, Dad. Hi, Stevie. It's been a little while. It has. A it? week? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, since since we've seen you, certainly. Not <laughs> since I've spoken to you. That's almost a daily practice now, isn't it? That's it, yeah. yeah. How's things going? Uh, very well. Just finished another new project, which I sent off to you yesterday. And uh, I put another one on the chocks today. So I've been a busy man. Excellent. Good. Well, many uh, people have been trying the mother and baby goat project, the you and lamb, baby lamb. Did I say goat? It's not goat, is it? You did um, say goat, yeah. yeah. Well, I, I'm not going to correct it's you. It's not a goat. <laughs> it was quite a difference, though. Um, yes, the, the you and ba- baby lamb. That's right. And, uh, lots oh, of good. People are oh, trying I'm pleased it. they did. I'm pleased that because it was a it, it was a good project. And uh, I, as I said last week, it, everybody loves lamb, so it was a nice project. Interesting enough, I meant to tell you, and and it wasn't until we signed off last week. You know the the lamb's tail. With the tail of the lamb, I I that looked funny to me, and I thought that that, that doesn't look right. So I looked at a lot of lambs. I went through the internet and looked at a lot of lambs, and they've all got that. Well, not all of them, actually. Some have had it docked. You know, it's like in two pieces. Do you remember it had, a, like, two sections to it? It mm. had a top bit, and then it had a, a, a bottom bit that seemed a bit fluffier. Yeah. Well, that's how they are, seemingly, uh, because most of the pictures I saw had the, the, the lambs with that kind of tail. But... Some didn't. I thought, well, now, why do some? And I think the farmers cut them off. Do they? Do you think? Mm, I think they must trim them. There must be a reason for doing that. I'm not an expert in this, so I don't know. <laughs> but when I saw it, I thought, what's it? But I thought, and in fact, I thought, well, maybe I should cut it off. And I thought, no, no, maybe I, I can't do that because it's not, it's not true to the picture that I was um, looking at. So you picked a more natural sort of yes, thing. Th- that's I, perhaps I, it's more natural... That's right. Uh, I mean, there might appearance. have been a reason that they might have diseases. You know, it might be a reason why the farmers do it. I don't know. Oh. Anyway, um, I just thought I'd mention it to you in, pe- in case people look at it and think, he's got a funny tail there. <laughs> it's a real <laughs> tail. You didn't make that one up. <laughs> no, no, no. I didn't make it up. No. Oh, no, I wouldn't have made it up. But uh, sometimes you get things like that. You know, I've talked to you about artistic license in the past. And I'm a great one to do it. I do leave things out and I do put things in and I do move buildings and I, I do all of that. But only if it works with the picture, but not if it's in the detriment to the picture. I wouldn't do it then. And mm. I felt this was a casing point. I just thought I'd mention it. It's, it's also then a good tip there is to do your research as well. If you're unsure about something, then mm. do your research. Find out yes. what else is out there and whether that it sort of makes sense. Absolutely. And another, another interesting point, which I'm sure people will be interested in me talking about, um, I've had a, somebody wanting me to do a Dachshund, 
Well, in fairness, I wanted to do it because I saw this lovely dog called Coco, beautiful little animal, and I said, oh, I'd love to, I'd love to paint him. Anyway, the arrangement was, okay, well, we'll send you some pictures and you can have a look at them because we haven't done a Dachshund on the, um, uh, the site and I thought that would be nice to do. Anyway, I got the pictures through and there was about, oh, 15, 15 photographs and not one of them were any good. And I had to send them back and say, I'm sorry, um, you know, you're going to have to send me some more. And it just brings the point up that, you know, even with 15 pictures, there wasn't one that I could use. Mm. You know? And a lot of the time, especially on a small dog, this might help uh, our members, when you have a small dog, you tend to photograph it from above, don't you? Because how do you photograph it from their level? Imagine a Dachshun is only what? nine inches from the floor. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so you've either got, you know, you've got to get down on the floor and, and take the photograph. And it's not easy. So, of course, all the, most of the pictures I got were from above and he was looking up. You know, very, very attractive, but nonetheless, it, it wasn't working. Mm-hmm. And I like to be on the level. And so my advice was to um, take some more photographs and stand, in, stand him, it's a little boy, on a table. I was just about to say that. Why didn't you put him on a table? It's obvious, isn't it? Really, yeah. when you think about it, put it on a table. And the other thing to do, if the animal is nervous at all, because I only do generally the head and shoulders, you can have somebody alongside them. It doesn't matter if you get a hand or so in, as long as it's not obscuring something I want to paint. But, you know, you can uh, handle the animal and, you know, make it calm so that you can take the pictures and take lots of pictures too. I've told people before, I don't want to repeat myself, but uh, you take them out of sunshine because a lot of these were in sunshine and you get terrible uh, shadows if you do that. And also three-quarter angle if you can because then you get the shape of the nose and, and it's, it's a much better looking uh, finished product, mm. project, you know, when you do it like that. So there we are, good lighting, but not in sun. Don't take a flash. Whatever you do, don't take flash. That makes it really, really harsh and hard. Yeah. Anyway, okay. I just thought I'd pass that by you, so I'm hoping to do a dashing. Possibly a dashing in the future. Yeah, well, there will Maybe. <laughs> well, there'll only be one if they, uh, they can take Have a you ever picture. done a dashing before? No, never done one. This is why I'm keen to do so one. There's not many subjects you haven't done. Uh, well, you know, it's strange that there's a lot of pictures I haven't done uh, and there's a lot of pictures I want to do again. So, you know, uh, re- because I haven't done them on the, on the member side or on, I've, I've done them in the past, uh, I want to do again. So, all oh, loads and loads of um, uh, projects, Steve. Yeah. Limitless well, number. One of the, the, the next projects uh, is going to be another animal because we've got a, an abundance of animal pictures in the uh in the in the can uh that yeah. are, are being edited so uh there's going to be another animal coming up uh, as our next project and then we're oh, going to go off oh. into uh some more mixed media right right stuff coming. well well we've got a few portraits as well which is good good news isn't it we've got mm. a nice nice selection actually some wild animals we've got good selection in the can i was seeing them the other day i was uh, i was going through them in my mind i think you know we've got a lot of nice subjects and different different from things that they've seen in the past mm. 
For sure, for sure. Okay, so uh, let's go to your emails and questions this week. Uh, we had some feedback from Wendy on last week's uh, podcast. Uh, Wendy says, Hi, Stephen Colin. I just wanted to let you know how much I enjoyed this week's podcast and yet again the strange synchronicity of it. Like Claudia, who captured her own pet cat's personality earlier in the week, I posted on the Facebook page a painting that I've done of my grandson on the beach. As I worked on it, I found myself altering parts of the face as a natural, relaxed process that I didn't even to th- didn't even need to think about consciously. I thoroughly enjoyed doing this picture and as the painting progressed I was astounded to see my grandson appearing off the paper with his cheeky personality and inquisitive nature. I was very pleased when someone responded on my future daughter-in-law's Facebook page with a comment that they recognised who it was before they even had read who it was. I've attached the painting for you to see. I hope you like it as much as I enjoyed painting it. And thanks for all your guidance so far, Colin. It enables me to continue learning to use this fantastic medium with more and more confidence. Mm. How lovely, isn't it? Nice Isn't feedback. that lovely? Yeah. See how much you get from this. You know, you get the, the enjoyment and satisfaction of being able to do something that you really love to do. Then you get an end result, which you're satisfied with. And then you put it up for all to see. And then you get nice comments. I mean, what can be better than that, Steve? Yeah. Oh, it's a, it's a wonderful, a wonderful thing to mm. enjoy. Mm. There's so many benefits to it. And mm. I just thought how apt as well from what we were talking mm. about last week with the personality um, thinking about the the person, you know, and knowing the person, knowing what they're like, uh, yeah. really helps. Mm. Mm. Absolutely, and uh, I I get a great satisfaction out of that. And I still, even though I've done thousands of pictures now, I still get that same kick. Mm. You know, when you when you're doing something, as uh, Wendy said, you know, to get the thrill of being able to do, do so. I've just, as you know, I've just finished a portrait. I absolutely loved it. And I always, as you know, I have to uh, look at them back. I have to go over them back because for two reasons, really. One, have I missed anything out? Because if I have, I've got to sort it out. Uh, And and secondly, and have I included all the colours? Because when I finish the picture, I sort of collect the colours together and write them all down. Well, in this particular case, I'd written down all the colours which I thought I'd used. As I was going through the, the, the footage, there were three colours that I hadn't put in. Ooh. So I had to run out, uh, you know, open the file up and add them to it. And three times I did that. <laughs> you know, you had some comments on the uh, You and Baby Lamb project where you say, uh, okay, now I'm going to use 165, and it's yeah. not 165. 169. I yeah. Know. I know. <laughs> Well, the, the tra- <laughs> I'd love to say that's a senior moment, but I don't think it is. It's, it's <laughs> <just the fact> that <laughs> Some people said that. They've, they've uh, commented on the community and said, um, is 165, uh, it is, what, is, is it meant to be a pink? Because my ones are green <laughs> and all this thing. And, uh, and yeah, so there's been some funny, funny well, banter on there. Well, nothing I can do about it. Once I've done it, I've done it. You know, so it's, it's what you get is what you get. Yeah, on the video, I, it's. I, I mean, redo the, it. The color numbers are obviously there, and it's and it's uh, at the top of the page. Um, I know it's not always easy to figure that out, but um, I thought we'd just clear that up. But yeah, yeah. So you go through, you go through, you do um, quality control and all that. Sort of. 
<laughs> but I, 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 I do remember that one distinctly. I thought, oh dear, silly me. And uh, I've, I've done it again as well on another picture recently. I did the same sort of thing. Oh uh, no! But fortunately for us, on the U one six five green wasn't actually in the pencil selection. Because had it been, someone would have done that and end up with a green lamb. So is it, yeah, yeah. It's, so it's one It wasn't in the pencil selection. No, no. I checked that out afterwards. Oh, if, if it's there, I'm in trouble. Yeah. No, well, it, it clearly doesn't look like a green you're using. It's definitely, a, 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 <laughs> I don't know what that's called, that 169, but it's a pinky. Uh, it's Cap, do you want to know what it's called? It's Caput Cap Morton. Ah. Mm. One of the weird ones. One of the strange named ones. Yeah, I'd much rather say, and now, folks, we're going to use a 169, and oh, here, now we're going to use a little bit of 169, then uh, now we're going to use Caput Morton, and now we're going to do it in a little bit more Caput Morton. Can you imagine me going through all the, the, the no, names, especially the weird and wonderful ones? Yeah. As I go picture, it's much easier to say 169. 169 <laughs> and now we're using Cold Grey 4. <laughs> Oh no. oh, no, no, no. I know, no. I know, I know. Well, a, a lot of people, you know, use other colours, and I know it's a bit tricky for them, uh, other makes of pencils. I know it is mm, tricky mm. for them, but if you print out our colour chart uh, and compare it to, you know, you, the colour chart of your brand, you know, if there's other brands that they have colour charts, um, you, you can sort of put them side by side and go, okay, this is representative of that colour and, and things mm. like that. So the next email comes from uh mary i think that's how i say this it's a lovely spelling of of mary m-a-i-r-i so i hope i've said it mary i hope i've said it as a, as it's pronounced ah. meant to be pronounced but it's a lovely name um she says enjoyed my first uh, tutorial of the kitten think it went okay but could have done better had problems applying the white uh the, the Faber-Castell pencil didn't go on the paper very well and I had to press hard to get it to work. It squeaked. Maybe I need a longer point. Uh, looking forward to trying the landscape next. I'm glad I discovered your website. I think it's just what I need to get motivated. Um, oh. I included that because we do get... I, well, I get a lot of emails regarding white and, mm. uh, you know, we've talked about it oh, mm. a few, quite a few times on the podcast, but I thought I'd bring it up again uh, for anyone just listening to this podcast for the mm. first time, um, how do people get a white onto the paper as a raw colour to be solid? Right. Well, you have to press harder. That's simply... but not so much that it squeaks. Is that too hard? I would say yes. It's too hard. We, you've got to accept from what I, I'm going to say now. It, People are using the on-grey paper. That's the first thing. And it's sand-coloured. That's the second thing. So it's got to be sand-coloured, on-grey paper, and the white pastel pencil of Faber-Castell. Now, providing you've got all those things, and you then would need to apply the white generously. Now, I usually use the word generously in the videos. Generously means a lot of it. And the other thing you'll see me do is generally I twiddle the pencil round and round. The idea is to push the, the pastel into the paper. And it's very successful. But I do know what she means. Very often when you just put the pencil over the paper, you see lots and lots of the sand colour paper showing through. Now, if you're going to use white, generally you're either using it as uh, a colour in its own right or a colour that's going to accept other colours, like ivory or grey, for instance. 
Um, so you need to have a very solid base. <clears throat> and the reason you can afford to press hard is because you're not going to put too many other colors on top of it. If you are, it's only going to be tonal, tonal colors to make the color, you know, slightly grayish, as I say, or slightly pinkish even. Uh, so I would say that is the reason. You could say, well, wouldn't it be good if Faber-Castell made a softer white? That would be uh, easier to apply. Uh, and the answer to that is, yes, it would, but it wouldn't work. Because the fact that the white itself is quite, you have to work at it, means that it goes on better. You have a more, um, better reception. I can give you a proof of that. If you were to use polychromos and put that on, you'll see that that is much softer. So the arguments say, oh, I don't use polychromos. It doesn't work the same way, though. The polychromos is too soft, and you wouldn't be able to then put the things in that I do, and you wouldn't be able to work it, especially if you're doing a, a face, for instance, and you're putting a white as the first ground color for a face or, or skin. It, it wouldn't work very well. So um, the argument is that I would not change the white Faber-Castell pastel pencil if it's, at all. If it's so, softer, no. if it's softer, then the the other colours aren't going to register on top yeah. of it. Is it? It's going to lose its grip. Absolutely. I, I've, as I say, I've just finished a project which is absolutely out of this world. People will see it eventually. It's a portrait, and I did a skin tone. And I use the white, first of all, then I use some ivory, and then I use some uh, light grey, 230. I was using the bluey grey. Then I used a little touch of, um, of uh, did I say the pink? Anyway, I used pink then. And then I blended it in, and it gave a lovely creamy look to it, but slightly, uh, the grey helps enormously. Into that, I used 160. Now, people think of 160 as a very dark violet color. Now, you could imagine putting that in to that. But I put that in, and then I used the usual reds, the 187s and so on. There's, there was about, I would think, in the overall skin tone, there was about 12 colors in the skin. Wow. And the end product was absolutely stunning. Even surprised me with all those colours because that's all those that's colors. That's, uh, that's more than you'd normally suggest people use into colours, wouldn't isn't it? Absolutely. Now I'm talking about the sort of darker shades as well. You know, they, they weren't all in. You know, if you've got a light area, maybe on the end, on the nose or on the cheek or on the on the chin, for instance, it wouldn't use all those colours. Mm. Half those colours would be used, but not all the others. But the others tend to... And sometimes it's only a touch of colour. Now, I couldn't have done any of that if I hadn't had a really good white base to start with. Yeah. So you get what, you know... <laughs> when people see what I do with this particular picture, and it's the best one I've ever done, ever best ever portrait, um, when they see that they will say, my goodness me, where do you go from here, Colin? And I, to be honest with you, I don't know. I don't know whether I can, I can actually beat that. So did you got... use white for all of the... Did you put white across the whole face? Explain no. to me a bit more about uh, the contrast in skin tones. No, I didn't. The first no. base colours you, you would use. No, you would put it... Well, this was a, this was a, a very pretty lady, uh, you know, my speciality. And I, I did a, 
white when 90% of the face was had the white underneath. On the shaded areas, you know, under the uh, under the uh, eyebrow is one of those areas, and I use the ivory as a base instead of the white. Right. So you get a slight difference between this because the ivory is just as good as the white. It's the same. It's got the same reception area. How do you know if you've put enough ivory on? Because that's not as clear uh, against the sand colour, is it? Uh, yeah, well, it is. Well, is it clear enough? Yeah, you, it is. You can tell. One of the things you can tell if you, if you're experienced, you know it anyway. You can see it. But if you're not experienced, when the dust appears, when the dust starts coming, and you then, of course, you're going to use a blender anyway. I'm going to use a color shaper. I use a color shaper after the application of the first four colors. I use the color shaper, and then I carried on using the color shaper right through to the end. Did you use the tapered colour shaper? I used all three, Steve, on that face. Nice. I, used the, I used the grey colour shaper. The grey colour shaper is when you want something that's a, a, a powerful blend, so to speak. Uh, the ivory colour shaper, the, the flat ivory colour shaper, is that's when you want... That's the medium. That's the medium blend. Uh, the the tapered colour shaper is when you want a very fine blend, when you just want it to, just to tickle, tickle the surface sort of thing. Hmm. Um, but this, all these things you're going to see, and I defy anybody, once they see this picture when it comes, um, to say that could have been done better because it can't. It's also a part impressionistic as well, which yeah. is really, really good news. Well, you saw it. I'll show it to you. Yeah. Um, so all of these things that, uh, I mean, I, I'm saying it's the white. The white is so important. It's so important to be as it is. So you know when you've put enough white on, when dust starts appearing, would you then, if you still didn't feel that was strong enough, would you blend that in and then go over the top again? Absolutely, yes, you can do that. Yes, you can white, apply white two or three times. Yeah, absolutely. So that's uh, so she says maybe I need a longer point. Is a longer point no, helpful? Does it not, not really make a difference? No, the only, the only time a longer point would be helpful, if you were using on it on its side... Or with a longer point with a point on the end when you're using it for detail, I would say. Mm. I wouldn't say necessarily. My, my whites usually are about, mm, I don't know, three-eighths of an inch long. That's sort of an average, maybe half an inch long. I don't usually. It's only if I've got uh, a, a very fine point that I need to use for very fine detail then I would probably sharpen it to a, maybe a sharper point. Mm. But the, uh, the swordfish would do that for you anyway. I only use the swordfish um, some of the time. I, I know people are thinking it's great, and I do. I think it's a great uh, machine. But it doesn't. Re I still prefer the razor blade myself because I can, I can get my points to where I want them to be, you know, as I want them, where yeah. the swordfish is. They, you get what you know. Put it in, take it out, and there it is. So, in summary of that that uh, email, uh, you don't need a longer point for white. If there's uh, dust appearing, then that means that you've put enough on, and you can start blending that pastel mm. into the paper. And for specifically uh, for skin tones, uh, white is very good for picking out highlights and, and majority of the face. And then for the slightly contrasted, uh, slightly darker areas, ivory is a good base color to use. Mm. Most of the pictures that I do start off with white, Steve. Don't they? The vast majority of the pictures I start, I start with white. So it's probably a good idea to go over the pic pictures on the member's site, different pictures that I've done, and see the 
uh, effects that I can create with them. Mm, just start, you know, start with the first video of, of each subject and just watch the first 10 yeah, minutes just, is probably yeah, absolutely. more than You're, enough. First 10 minutes is more than enough, yeah, yeah. And um, you'll, get the, you'll also get the, the kind of point that's, uh, that I'm using too. Mm. Another question we get asked is, what's the difference between the soft and the medium uh, white pastel pencil? Because some, we, we don't dictate what ones we get sent from our supplier. Um, some of them say soft on the white pastel pencil, and it's only the white, and some of them say medium, but no mm. difference really, in your opinion. I, I have... Can't find the difference. I, I've, I've tried it, I've tested it, and I still can't tell the difference. Mm. Sometimes I think the medium point is softer than the soft point. Mm-hmm. And that's, that's crazy, isn't it? Yeah. So, so I, I, I would say completely, completely ignore that. I have done for um, 15, 20 years. I've ignored it, and I get on all right. So forget it, about that. And an interesting tip about using uh, polychrome, white polychromos as uh, a base colour uh, for... Uh, pitches is I, w- I wouldn't do that but it, yeah because it's a bit too soft it's too soft and other colors won't be able to be applied on top well i mean you can you can it's you could harder. do it you could do it but i wouldn't do it let's put it that way <laughs> I, I would say you could do it and if you feel that you want to have a go have a go if it works great but if you're saying to me and that's the only way i can tell people in a, my own experience would you do it colin i say no i wouldn't I wouldn't do it. It's too soft. Mm-hmm. I put it on top. Absolutely. I think white polychromos is fantastic as a, I mean, you could say, I don't use white very often as a background, not as a, a solid background, usually as ivory. Uh, but if you say, well, okay, why did you use polychromos ivory for the background? It'll save you an awful lot of time, which it would. It'll halve the time it takes to use um, the pastel pencil. I still wouldn't do it. I need that pastel pencil as the key colour. And then I put other pastel pencils on, but then I start putting polychromos and soft pastel. But I wouldn't put the polychromos and the soft pastel on without putting that white, uh, the uh, pastel pencil base. It's the consistency, isn't it? Because the, the mm. pastel pencils are chalkier, whereas the polychromos soft pastels are more oily. Uh, is that kind mm. of, do you mean? Or they're softer? Yeah, it's, a it's like a different makeup, isn't it? Mm. It's a medium. It's a medium they use. I mean, they've got to they've got to get these pigments from somewhere, and they've got to get the materials from somewhere. So it's how they mix it up uh, is the key to it. And the pastel pencil has to have because it goes into a a pencil casing, a lead a wood casing. It's got to be fairly strong, as you can imagine. Mm. Uh, otherwise, it would break, like Derwent's do. Unfortunately, they, theirs are a tiny bit soft. Is that um, we had a someone on YouTube talking about oil pastel pencils? Does such a thing exist? Never heard of it. No, I, oh, I'm sh- probably do. Yeah, yeah. So I, I don't keep up with them, Steve. And I, I've got what I like. I've got what I do. And, and if something came along, like the color shapers came along, and first I resisted them, and now I can't live without them. So I, I wouldn't say that I would not do it. Um, color charcoal, the not color charcoal, the white charcoal that works well with pastel pencils. Hmm. Uh, I know we unfortunately we can't buy them. I, I looked, but they are on the internet. So if you want to get those, they're fine. But I wouldn't use those even as a base, even though they're slightly softer than the pastel pencil. I still wouldn't use them as a base, hmm. but they are good to use on top of, give you highlights and so on. Hmm. Good. Okay, I hope that that information is is valuable to people out there that are 
struggling with white or perhaps that clears some things up with using white and polychromos and skin tones and and all this um, all these sort of things that we get asked quite frequently we, we try and pack as much of this information in podcasts so that people can refer to them refer back to them take notes as they're listening uh and uh you know can can learn from them so um there's some great questions there and if you've got a question for the show uh then go to our website colinbradleyart.co.uk and uh, click on the contact page at the top or email me directly steve.bradley at colinbradleyart.co.uk and uh and send us your questions and we'll mention them on the show uh, if you're listening and you'd like to support us it'd be great if you could leave us a review on itunes uh, the links are on our website on the sidebar or under the radio page at the top um, if you have a moment it'd be great if you could head over to itunes and write us a positive review it helps us get discovered and uh, for more people to uh, uh to listen to the show okay so uh, that's it for this week thanks everyone for listening i'm steve bradley and i'm colin bradley enjoy, enjoy your week, week. You've been listening to Colin Bradley Artcast. Learn to draw and paint online at your own pace in your own home. For free courses and more information, visit colinbradleyart.co.uk. 